You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a, I think it's a very interesting vigil, actually. This is another vigil that was held by one person, our man in the Bay Area, Craig Hansen. And uh, we've got Craig with us on tonight to talk about this. There's a number of significant things and the fact that he actually got to dialogue with a couple of the people at the church, I think, is very significant. So, Craig, thanks again for your courage to do this all by yourself. And it's really heartwarming to see that uh, maybe we can have some fruit from this and some further dialogue with the good people there at the church. Craig. Well, thank you, Tom. Yes, the one-man vigil was uh, held this last Sunday, August uh, 30th. And it was held at the uh, South Bay Agape Christian Church in San Jose. It's a Chinese-speaking church and an English uh, fellowship there as well. The Kufi speaker on tap was uh, Dumasani Washington. And I'd just like to uh, read you a few things about uh, Dumasani. He's a black man who is very talented. Just he's an excellent musician. I've, I've heard him. I've heard him play, and he's he's, he's a very good speaker. Uh, he's the head of an organization called Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, is the uh, organization that he's a head of. And he's written a book entitled Zionism and the Black Church, Why Standing with Israel Will Be a Defining Issue for Christians of Color in the 21st Century. I would venture to guess that he hasn't uh, seen the video on Helm that uh, we talked about. Uh, he is the pastor of what's called the Congregation of Zion, in Stockton, and it's a uh, Messianic church. They have services on Saturday every every Shabbat, a very uh, Zionist-leaning church, and he happens to be the Kufi Diversity Outreach Coordinator. And so uh, he was the one that was put on tap to be the Kufi speaker this last Sunday. So what makes this really an, an unusual event for us is that this Kufi event was not done in English. It was done in Mandarin, and so Mr. Washington's message had to be translated to Chinese. I did see they had Israel 101, the, their, their Kufi program or a pamphlet they hand out. It was all done in Chinese. I didn't get a copy of it, but uh, I, did, I did see one go by, and I thought that was, that was very interesting. So they, they're definitely gearing to the, the, the Chinese audience. The host of this was a gentleman by the name of Charles Wong, and his title is the San Jose Sunnyvale Kufi representative. And he uh, just recently led a Bay Area Chinese Christian group to Washington, D.C. for the Kufi summit that was just held in July. You can go on, online and just put him in with, with the Kufi attached to it, and you get the picture of uh, he and the whole delegation uh, standing with uh, John Hagee's wife and all smiles in uh, back in D.C. And I'd like to read you two of the comments that were made on this Facebook page under the picture. 
And uh, this one person wrote in, beautiful, so blessed in Kufi's growth. Enjoyed once again attending our 2015 summit. Decade strong and praise the Lord growing. Kufi, for such a time as this, when Israel needs us, the world, uh, without compromise or apology, stand and not be moved. You know, the, the Esther uh, Purim context there. And this other person wrote, we will be given account for how we treat Israel. And that is the emphasis that Kufi comes across. It's basically the fear tactic. I will bless those who bless me. I will curse those who curse me. And it's the, the motivation of fear that you better better stand for Israel or God's going to get you. And uh, as one of my, when I quote one of my favorite pastors, Greg Boyd, he says, what image of God does this presuppose? And does it look like Jesus or does it look like this tyrant who's going to hit you with his hammer if you don't behave right? Anyway, this Charles Wong is not a pastor at the church. And this is what also made it very interesting is that this church was not sponsoring the event. They just allowed this group, Kufi, with Charles Wong as the facilitator, to use the facility. What I would like to do is read the email that I sent to the uh, the church staff prior to us coming down there. And I didn't get a response at the time, even a, a week after this. But as I get talking here, you'll see how this email had its effect. And I said to the pastors and leaders of South Bay Agape Christian Church from We Hold These Truths, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are saddened to learn that your fellowship is hosting a Christians United for Israel Standing with Israel event on Sunday, August 30th. Kufi presents itself as a Christian organization, but is nothing more than a lobbying arm for the state of Israel. Its founder, John Hagee, is on record for praying for war. He also believes in a dual covenant theology whereby Jews do not have to believe in Jesus to be saved. We hold these truths as an organization whose mission is to awaken the evangelical church to the dangers of Zionism and specifically the branch known as Christian Zionism. We will be outside of your church on the public sidewalk conducting a peaceful vigil during the Kufi presentation. It is our hope and prayer that you will cancel this Kufi event. On your Who We Are webpage, you state, we are committed to accurate biblical teaching and encountering God personally. Christian Zionism does not look like Jesus and is incompatible with his teachings. Blessed are the peacemakers. Do good to those that persecute you. My kingdom is not of this world. Blessed are the merciful, etc. If you research the roots of Christian Zionism, and we have many articles and links on our website to help you, you will find that Christian Zionism is built upon a faulty biblical hermeneutic or the interpretation of Scripture that does not represent the historic teaching of the Christian church. Christian Zionism supports the confiscation of land by brute force, dispossessing people groups, supporting wars, deceptions, frauds, and murder of innocents, which does not represent Jesus. We would welcome any dialogue that you would like to have with us during this vigil or before the vigil through email. We also are brothers and sisters in Christ, and our desire is, quote, to seek peace and pursue it, 1 Peter 3.11. In Christ's love, pray hands before we hold these truths. So that was the letter I, I sent out to the staff, and again, no, no, no response from anybody on that. So I, I said, oh, boy, well, that, thing, that didn't go anywhere. But I can't emphasize enough that this was not a church-sponsored event. But what it was, that there's some members of this little group, it's called um, Israel Fellowship. And I think it's just, it's just a handful that 
attend this Israel Fellowship, which is facilitated by this, I, I believe he was a pastor, maybe still is, this uh, uh, Charles Wong. And um, once a month, he comes in and has his, has his little group. Well, this time, he got the Israel Fellowships from all these different Chinese churches. They got together, and they were at um, the South Bay uh, Agape Christian Church for this one, and therefore invited Kufian uh, to get a larger, larger crowd. Um, well, what's interesting, I put down as this is one of the one of the highlights for me, is I'm standing out there with the signs, and, and this I couldn't park my vehicle close to the church, but I had the signs: uh, Who would Jesus bomb? Choose life, not war. And then my favorite is that Jesus is not a Zionist. So I had I had those three signs with me. And so as I'm as I'm out there on the sidewalk, here comes this burly man in a black T-shirt that says security across it, and he definitely could take me out. And he comes up to me and he goes, "Are you expecting other other protesters?" And I go, "You're looking at them right like that." And they I don't know if it was Kufi or who did it, but they hired two security guards to protect them from from us out there on the sidewalk. With our, with our protests. I, I thought that was kind of, kind of humorous. Um, what was really the highlight for me was a pastor coming out from the church to talk with me. And what was so significant about it, it was, it was clear from the get-go that he really loves Jesus and the scriptures and understands that Zionism does not represent Christ. And in fact, my read on the whole thing is that he seemed to even be embarrassed that his church would allow this meeting to take place. One of the things he said off the get-go, in which it, it brought me concern, but I, I can understand it, he meant to comment that praying for Israel is a biblical mandate. And I think, you know, it's, it's coming off, you know, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Well, I wouldn't obviously agree with him on that, that that's a singular focus. It's as worshiping and following Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we're to pray for peace everywhere, peace in our households, peace in our own lives, peace in our communities, peace in our nation. So that kind of concerns me there. But um, he had done, after, from this email, and this is, I'm going back to the email, so the email was addressed to the staff, and he got a copy of it and started doing some research. Obviously, you know, clicked on the sites that took him to uh, Hagee Praying for War, our website, and he, as he researched Hagee, the comment of John Hagee that jumped out to him is where Hagee says, Jesus never said he was the Messiah. And that, that really kind of, what? You know, and, that, and that's, that's out there for anyone to take a look at. And he also, as a staff member, received an email through the staff somehow that they were not to talk about Jesus during this event. And that is something that I've, I've said over and over again, that the one thing that's missing from any of these goofy events is Jesus. They, they, uh, they hammer you know, Genesis 12 and all these Old Testament passages, but... Uh, maybe the closest they come is Romans 11, all, all Israel will be saved, totally out of context. But they, they don't preach Jesus. And so he saw that and said, you know, that's something wrong with that picture. Another comment he made uh, to me that I thought was very significant, he says, Jesus was not political. And he re recognizing that the, the Zionist movement, specifically Christian Zionism, is a political movement and that we shouldn't be involved in it. So he totally gets the big picture on that. One thing he brought up, which I, don't, I have no experience with this, and I'm sure, Chuck, you've, you've talked about this. He says it's in the last five years he's seen a movement in the uh, Taiwanese or, or Chinese church 
to return to Judaism, the Judaizing of the church. And in the way this creeps in, is very subtle. And he also ex- explained to me, he said, we are a Chinese church and we try to appease everybody. They don't want to create waves. And the, how Kufi even got into the church was the relationship between this Wong and the senior pastor or somebody in the church, allowing him to have this little meeting and they don't have the big picture onto what they're letting into their fellowship. I think through this email, through uh, our vigil out there on the sidewalk, it's definitely rattled the cage. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? We need to look into this. Maybe this isn't what we think it is. So to me, that's probably the greatest takeaway of this, is that it's caused them to ask questions. And one comment, and this is where I had to express my ignorance on Chinese culture. He was talking about some Chinese food. I don't know if it was Sasami or I'm sorry, I didn't know what kind of food he was talking about. But he talked about this food, and there's a certain way to make it, and if you add this or take away this, you've got something, but you don't have sasami or whatever, whatever it was. And, and that's in relating that to Christianity with Kufi, that you, you take away Jesus as a Messiah, you add this, you throw a little bit of Israel in there, you grab a scripture here, you throw this into a pot. Well, you don't have Christianity anymore. You've got this hybrid of something or other, but it's definitely not Christianity. So he totally gets it from where we're coming from. And, and so I, I'm really looking forward to him being able to take that message you know, back into his church. It was like we had the, uh, oh, the vigil over in Sacramento, and one of the staff members came out and talked to me on the, on the sidewalk, and he totally got it. And so the question is, how much influence can they have back into their fellowship to, uh, to open the eyes of the, um, of the pastors and the ones who are in staff? I also, I was, uh, when the parking lot was full and I thought, oh, this is a huge gathering, well, I, I just found out after, after the meeting that there were several events going on at the same time, and the Kufi crowd was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 to 50, even though there were over 100 cars in, in the parking lot. There, so the, the, the event itself wasn't, wasn't that well attended, even though it drew from Chinese Christian uh, churches uh, all around the, the South Bay area. So anyway, so I, I want to say that uh, this is probably the first time that they've ever had any kind of protest outside of their church. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to understand the Chinese culture, too, because that is an embarrassment uh, to them. They want to present themselves as very conservative and upright and, and truthful and all these things. For me, just being out there was causing consternation to them. It was not comfortable for them. And, again, it was probably the first time this has ever happened. I'd like to close with just a couple of comments that, first of all, truth can stand up to scrutiny, and I'm not afraid to take my message, our message, the Bible's message, anywhere to these gatherings and stand up and say, you know, this is not Jesus. What you guys are preaching is a political agenda. We're not Jew haters, and that was some of the other things that were were thrown out. The the, the typical thing where we hate Jews, we're anti-Semite, we believe in replacement theology, and those, those are the things they, they build up these straw men and then knock it down. They do that over and over again. And I would be glad to, to sit down with any of these people. Adilasani, for example, I'd love to sit with him. And let's talk about this. Let's talk about Al Helm. 
let's talk about the persecution of the Palestinians by, by the, the IDF and the, and the, and the Jewish uh, forces there. Let's talk about what is, the, what is the Christian mandate to the world to, to love one another and to care for one another. So to me, truth can stand up to scrutiny. I'm, I'm not afraid of that. And also the final line is that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We, we, we're to love these people. Uh, you know, all of, all of us have come out of premillennial dispensationalism or you know, Zionism to some degree or another. So we've been there. We've done it. Uh, God was merciful to us and, and opened our eyes and, and led us out of that. And so we need to take that uh, to them as well. Wow. Thank you, Craig. That was an excellent report. And uh, we really appreciate your courage and all the restraint that you used and uh, diplomacy and the love of Christ uh, interacting at the church there. Do we have any, any questions for Craig? Well, one comment, Craig, that you might want to speak to. It's so incongruous that black churches would link up with Israel against the Palestinian people uh, when you consider that the black culture is still uh, bleeding over slavery, where they were the repressed people. And for them to do that would be kind of like them to link up with the KKK against somebody. It's just a, a very weird and strange connection. And, and I guess you could really ask them about how is the underdog in a 200-year struggle in America seeing themselves as connected to the aggressors in, in Israel-Palestine? And of course, their only answer would be, oh, Israel isn't the aggressor, they're the victim. Right. But right. That, that, that's sort of easy to overcome. It might be that we should try to seek out some of these black people, that black guys that are uh, from black churches who are working with Kufi and see if we can have a talk with them. What, what uh, seems to be the, the common theme in all of this is that the people of the, of the congregations take what is said from the, the pulpit or the podium or whatever, they just take it and they don't, uh, they believe it and they don't have the tool set to research it or the motivation to, and they just say, well, this is what the pastor says, and so we go with it. You know, this vigil was definitely not supported by the church per se. However, they allowed this to come into the fellowship. Um, hopefully, they won't see that again. Now, the vigil we're going to have in October, it's a whole different story because this is totally uh, church-sponsored, and it's a, it's a major uh, thrust of the, of the congregation itself. So it's, this is, uh, the one in October is a totally different uh, flavor. Powerful Zionist church. Well, it's absolutely wonderful that you got someone to come out and talk to you and that he had this understanding and rapport. Uh, that's so rare to have that happen. Do you feel that they shared your letter with the other leaders in the, uh, in the church cadre inside? Yeah, did, yes, I do. Did that, you think it went around the church in any well, way? Yeah, I think that's why they called it security guard. <laughs> You know, just 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 in case. But it obviously they they knew we were going to be there. It it, it was passed around. Somebody had to hire the security guards. We, it went to uh, Kufi someplace. You know, and they they've had so much problem with we hold these truths that we just caused nothing but trouble uh, for them. So they had to call the security guards on us. So ironic to me that here we're supposed to be talking about the Prince of Peace and the love of Jesus, and as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, they, they can't even have a decent dialogue with us. But this gentleman definitely did. He came out from the church, 
and uh, was very, very troubled on uh, what they were allowing to have happen in his church. Now, this concern that the pastor had about uh, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, this is very commonly brought up because yes. it's about the closest you can come to saying pray for the Israelis who live in the land that was once occupied by the Israelites 3,000 years ago. And, and, of course, the scripture itself doesn't say that at all. It says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I can't put my fingers on the scripture right now, but we should address that and probably write a letter to this pastor and actually treat that and then give it, take that opportunity to, because obviously that was concerning him or he wouldn't have brought it up with you. Right. So we need exactly. to really address that concern. Whenever we have a concern like that come up, uh, we, we should not, we should be sure not to ignore it. We should look it up, mm -hmm. work on it, address it. I addressed to, to him about Rob Dalrymple's book about the, uh, these brothers of mine and how that there is a consistent theology all through from Genesis to Revelation that the people of faith are the people of God, the Israel of God. And so I encouraged him to you know, do, do more research on, on his own. You know, people get so busy with life, this other stuff just kind of, oh, well, I, I, I accept it. And they go on and don't realize what their, their uh, how does that phrase go, by our silence, we comply or something like that, we enable. That's what I see happening a, a lot with these Zionist churches. The people just don't know. Well, well done, Craig. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.